Bombers. Hello, Bomber fans, and welcome to the footy panel. Of course, coming to you from the Colonial Brewing Company here in Port Melbourne. So it's been a special day with the launch, Scotty, of the Bomber beer, which I must admit, the can looks sensational with the uh, old-school logo. I've been slightly distracted, Jules. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting hold of a box of those beers to take with me when I leave. But uh, the old-school logo looks uh, super. And Bomber fans, log on to the Colonial Brewing website uh, to get your hands on some. And hopefully, Scotty, you've got a week to go and a win to get, but uh, hopefully after next Sunday we can sit back, have a beer and, and celebrate making the finals. We'll have a bomber beer to celebrate. What uh, up until this point has been a pretty solid year. I mean, there's been games that we thought the boys should have won and they've thought yeah. they should have won, that they've let go, but overall uh, they've had some strong performances against top eight teams. Um, it's a really been an important year that I think this is the start of the foundations being laid. Probably last year might have been, with all the players gone, that John was able to play some young players that certainly have developed and come on really well. Uh, Added some really talented young players once again this year. And then you'd have to say, overall, the form of the returning players has been exceptional. How'd you go Saturday night watching that game? It was hard to believe at three-quarter time. There's only 10 points of difference. In the end, it was 71 to 31, the inside 50s, and... Was that just more the fact Gold Coast made it very difficult to play against that style? I think Gold Coast parked the bus to a certain extent, had their numbers back, supporting their back line. Uh, You delve a bit deeper, and in hindsight you say they never were truly threatened. But when 10 10 points down, anything can happen. But if you look at some numbers, inside 50 is an extra 30. They won the contest well, the boys. Uh, But the one for me, 30 scoring shots to 12, really said that whilst they didn't finish off their work, and it'll be something that they'll want to get right, uh, this week going into hopefully a final series, they still did generate 30 scoring shots. Now, Scotty, David Zarakis was mm. best on ground. Yes. He could be top three in the best and fairest. Wonderful it's timing, round, David. It's round 22, yeah. and he hasn't signed a new contract. No, no, no. What is going on? Uh, we've had lots of conversations, so it's not something that we haven't discussed uh, between David, myself, and the club. So we're working through that now. Is, yeah. it, is it linked to tenure? Is it, is it financial? Is it... On schedule? Without wanting. The fans are getting a bit well, nervous, the fans, that's all. I feel I need to give the fans something here. A little bit of all of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're working through it. We're just working through it. But, um, yeah, we're, I think both parties are relatively comfortable where it's at. And uh, most importantly, if we thought it was impacting David's football, there might be a slightly different approach. But whilst I think you get to this time of year, there's also that look that you might just go, well, let's let it roll. And when it's all done, we'll sort it out because his football in recent times has been excellent. Other end of the spectrum, Dave's obviously an experienced player now, yeah. Josh Begley. I mean, there's oh. been a lot of talk and fans were wanting him to get a game. Yeah. And I guess we could see why after the, particularly well, the first half. It was two weeks ago, wasn't it, where we spoke to John and uh, I'd have to remember whether it was on air or off air, yeah. but he did express a real keenness at some stage yeah. to get him in. He acknowledged how good his form had been, but they were push, pushing hard for a final series, so... There was no gain to be given away. So clearly his form uh, determined that he must be given a game and he performed extremely well. I thought the two goals uh, are a given. That's important. But more important or more exciting for me was the use of ball into Stewart. The Mm. two kicks into Stewart, I thought... A's decision-making and B, the execution just shows that there's a player there for the future, without saw, question. I saw Michael Gleeson wrote this morning about Joe Watson. Yeah. Does he play this week or do you save him for a first final? Potentially. Um, look, that's a good question. I, I don't think not playing him this week saves him for a first final because you remember there is Another a week, week off yeah. in between. Yeah. Uh, you would, I think with Joe, you'd be looking at the importance of him playing this week 
and also you've got to have a look to the future who that likely first round mm. opponent is and what they bring to the table and work backwards from there. Yep. Yeah. And what about Fremantle? I'll take us through the mindset of their players this week. They've been belted twice by 100 points. Do you, yeah. But they're going into their last game of the season. We've seen teams sometimes, because it's their last hurrah, yeah. play a pretty decent game. So what do you expect from Fremantle this week? I think we've seen it go both ways. We've also so seen a team in that last game, the wheels fall off. Mm. Um, they're full of pride, though. They've got some experienced players that have played finals footy. So they take that pride of performance into this week, no doubt about it. Ross will be bitterly disappointed. That's a given. I would say, if I'm looking at Essendon and how you approach it, Freo, they are away from home. Um, there is a tipping point within game where if you can get to yeah. a point where another goal can crunch them and end it, that's what they need to, in a professional manner, get to as soon as possible, start well, Frio on the road, and look to put enormous pressure on them early. Now, no Aratio Fantasia, Josh Green, unfortunately, that's a pretty serious yeah. foot injury. Is this a chance to bring Travis Collier back and maybe play him as a four? Because his form's probably dropped off in the second half of the year as a, as a yeah. midfielder. No doubt. Um, he, his speed had been really important to the team. They decided to go a different way on the weekend and form determined that. Certainly Josh Green, I don't think with the talls uh, and also Begley and Laverde that you necessarily want to bring a medium to tall in. Yep. Oh, you'd think it'd have to be a like-for-like. Like. So who best can play that small forward, pressure forward type role? And I think Collier is someone that certainly could do it. Now we've got Michael Hurley coming up uh, very shortly. He, he sounds like he's keen to play this weekend. But it's a tricky one because you want to make sure he's right but you've got to still win the game. So you want your best team on the field. How would you be playing it with Michael Hurley this week? Any doubt he doesn't play. No question. I mean, um, because of the week after that, that you've got a chance, should he... And you've got to rely... You've got to back your team in. You can't... If you're playing him this week, underdone or not quite right to try and make it, then it's not going to work. So... Uh, medical staff, so they don't get caught up in the, the outcome and the pro and who you're playing and what it means. It's a simple decision. Is he right to play? Yes. Or no, he's not. Therefore, he doesn't play. Uh, I, without knowing, and we will ask him, certainly would think if, if there's the slightest hint of doubt, uh, he won't play this week because of the three weeks that he gets on the back of it. And it's very rare that someone misses just one week with a calf. Yeah, well, he's just wandered in. He's having a look at the bomber beer at the moment. He's not drinking it, thankfully, because no, there's no, some no. footy to go. But he's uh, in we'll, rehab. Uh, good boy. And we'll uh, chat to Michael Hurley very shortly. Hands it inside. Hurley blasts it. Got plenty on it. It's sailing. It's oh. out of here. Great finish by Michael Hurley. Bomber fans, welcome back to the footy panel. Of course, coming to you from the Colonial Brewing Company here in Port Melbourne. We've got a very special guest today ahead of our final game on Sunday, and hopefully this man is playing, Michael Hurley. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Jules. Scotty, how are we? Let's get straight to the point Big now, dog. Scotty, should we? How's the calf? Yeah, yeah calf's well. Um, can I give it a rub? <laughs> you can if you like. It might not help. But um, not feeling it walking around anymore. Um, been in the gym and done a fair bit of strength work and things like that. So progress the running this week. Um, see how we go for the weekend. Is it a tough one because this final's just around the corner, but if the team doesn't win this week, they don't play finals. So does that change the way they assess you and potentially play you this week or not? Um, I think it's probably tougher for me. Um, But the Medicos, they have their plans and they think what the certain uh, time period is to miss and uh, they stick to that. Whereas as a player, if you feel like you're fine, you want to be out there and playing. So it can be mentally pretty tough, but... um, I have full faith in these guys. They've seen it all before. bit to go through before we get to the end of the week, but it would seem, just listening to you then, 
with the potential for a week off that the Conservative uh, route might be the one taken with you, do you think? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that would, uh, unless it would be fully clear and good to go, then I'd play, obviously. But um, the extra week, yeah, uh, gives you two weeks, effectively. Yeah. So uh, it, I think that would be the Conservative approach, yeah. Really exciting night, though, uh, after the Bulldogs, uh, unfortunately for them, getting beaten and the boys having a good win. Destiny's now in the boys' hands. I imagine there'd be a lot of excitement around the place as we speak. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the, work, the weekend worked out perfectly, I guess, for us. Uh, solid win, and then all the teams around us sort of uh, did their job for us. So, um, yeah, the excitement's been there for the whole back half of the year, I reckon. Um, but the finals feel is uh, is something different and something we haven't tasted for a while. So it'll be really good to get out there. Is there a bit of added pressure this week? I mean, I think everyone's assuming Essendon's going to beat Fremantle, and you have to beat them to make the finals. Does that create a little bit of tension? that's possibly not there in other games? Um, no, yes and no. Um, I guess the players are only human, so to, you know that if uh, you don't get the win, then finals are potentially gone. But I guess for us, the strong focus will be just about the way we go about it, um, the way we try and be strong in the contest and play uh, four quarters. Um, we've seen in probably the last month or so, we've been up and down slightly, so we'll be, uh, again, striving to play uh, consistent. I reckon there is, but I also think that's what players want. Because yep. when the games mean the most, the pressure is at its highest. And that's what players crave, because they all want to play in finals, don't they? And it's been a while, and um, a while since the Bombers have won a final without getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. But you would expect, as Hurl said, get the process right this week. Um, a good performance is there for the taking against Frio. Mm. How did you find watching on the other night? It was, it was a strange game. It felt it was 10 points of difference at three-quarter time, but it felt like Essendon should have been six or seven goals up. How did you find watching on? Uh, yeah, it's always pretty tough to watch. Um, it can be slightly frustrating. Um, the slow start to the game didn't help that as well, but I think uh, the injection of spark from Young Fridge was huge. Um, got the boys going. Um, and we saw from some of the figures that we were dominant without really being dominant on the scoreboard. So if we can just t- tweak a few things, with, with 70 inside 50s, you should probably be winning by more than five or six goals. And your year, Hurls, let's, not so much you've performed superbly, but coming back after 12 months out, how has that been? I mean, going into the season, there was two schools of thought. One was that the players would be rusting, it'd take a while to get going. The other was that without having played a year, that they might run out of gas uh, in that sense. But looks to be overall the team is finishing the year pretty strongly. Um, yeah, I guess it was probably a bit of both. Yeah. Uh, well, for me personally, I know my start of the season, my first probably three games, three or four games were a little bit scrappy and a bit off the pace. But... Um, I think that middle period of the season for me was probably where I played my best footy. Um, fatigued slightly late in the piece, but um, with a week off or two weeks off, potentially, um, hopefully get freshen up again and crack into some finals. It's been your best year, do you think? I mean, statistically it is, but do you feel like it's, it's been as good as 2015? Um, I think it's sort of hard to compare. I think my the way I defended in 2015 was probably the best I've defended. Um, I played on probably the number one forward for... Oh, a good half of that season when Hussey went back, uh, went forward, sorry. But um, I think offensively, this has definitely been my, uh, my best season. It's sort of hard to compare the two, but uh, hopefully next year I can uh, get somewhere in between and have a bit more what of a What do you prefer? Yeah. I yeah, mean, I you have say. played that yeah. release-type role and your intercept uh, work has been amazing. Yeah. Do you prefer, do you like the challenge at times of the lockdown beat the big dogs or prefer the chance to, you know get 25 which you seem to be doing a bloody lot which has been super um i guess it's yeah you always do like to come up against the best and sort of yeah. match yourself beat the best beat the best that's yeah. right but um 
I think I've been, we've been really lucky this year. Obviously, Paddy Ambrose missed a lot of footy, but he's been really important for us. Um, Mick Hartley's done some amazing jobs on, on the number one forward. So, for me, I've been, yeah, this year's been more of a intercept and sort of getting away type role, whereas yeah, in the past it's probably been that lockdown. So, I don't know, I guess each week's differently. Um, but yeah, for me, I do like the challenge, but at the same time, it's always nice to have a footy in your hands. What's it like playing on a good mate? We saw you playing on Josh Jenkins <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Um, is, it, is it difficult? Is it more difficult? Uh, I suppose in a way. Um, I started that game quite slowly, so it was uh, I was probably a little bit off the pace early. But um, I guess once you get into it, it's another game. Um, it is. Uh, you have a bit of a chuckle, a bit of a laugh, and I think he got the chockers on me in that game. He ended up kicking three, so which wasn't too much fun. But um, it's uh, it's good. It's fun. You it sort of reminds you when you're younger, you come up against your mates and play like things like that. And an AFL can be taken very seriously at times. So to to pick it back a bit and have fun out there was great. Do you have a laugh then on the back of that when people are criticising Carl Hooker for rubbing hair and mm, Joe Danaher jumping yeah. on Rory Atkins? I mean, it's Do good to see players it. having fun, surely. Oh, well, you grow up loving the game. It's... It's what, you, it's what you play for, have fun. You don't want to take all the fun out of it. I was going to say, we do take it too seriously at times, don't we? Yeah, very much so. It's, yeah. end, it is a game, and it's a game we love playing, so why wouldn't we go out there and show our emotions, uh, have a laugh, be serious when we need to be serious. And I think you see the fans, they love some of the things they love the most is when the boys get heated and have a bit of a scuffle. So the emotion in the game, you don't want to take it all out. Hmm. Plenty of uh, questions coming off the Twitter page at Essendon FC. Actually, Michael Hartley tweeted in, said, he hasn't got a question, just well done on your ear, get your calf right and... Hope to see you back out. Is he? Is get he a bit get of a... your calf right because I need you back. About yeah. 25 <laughs> metres in front of me, just laying off, getting in the space of my is man. Is he a bit of a different cat, Michael Harley? He's slightly different. Uh, he's a great man, Mick. Um, he's his own man. He uh, he does what he pleases and he uh, sort of doesn't worry about what other people think, which I really like. Another one the fans have certainly been impressed with in the second half of the year is Marty Gleeson. Have you seen a significant improvement in him, probably from about round five or six this year? Uh, yeah, very much so. Um, I think he was unfortunately got dropped at the start of the season. I'm not really sure yeah, exactly what round it was around. And the riding was not riding on the was on the wall, but he got some pretty honest feedback of where he was at and what he needed to improve. And I, to his credit, he's really cracked in and done that. Um, I think a big uh, part of that has been James Kelly. You often see uh, Cal taking him aside and doing certain things with, with his contest, with his marking. And I think that uh, the way he's developed in this back half of the season has been really pleasing. He's going to be great for us going forward. Uh, James Kelly, a future coach, in, yeah. from what you've observed. Yeah, he already is, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, he's when you're out there playing with him, he already sets the boys up as low as a coach. Um, I think he'd be perfect at, yeah, at any club. Hopefully, we can we can keep him for next year. Back to the Mick Hartley Weird Cat group. <laughs> Three, two, and one for the Weird oh, Cats at the club. Uh, who's the weirdest? Who's the weirdest? Uh, he, oh, yeah, he probably takes the cake for the three votes. Um, Number two, your boy, David Zaharakis. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's a bit odd. Yeah. A bit different. <laughs> and then um, I'll give a cheeky one to Heath Hocking. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, uh, he's an individual. The Great baker. The, the baker. The baker, yeah. Mm. So uh, there's my votes. Now, Makes a good sale, though. Yeah, he does too. Now, communication's important in defence. How do you go with Connor McKenna? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, he's getting better. I'll say that much. <laughs> he's learning English. He's slowing his uh, his speech down. But at the start, yeah, he's just rambling on. You're not really sure what he's saying. So, but he has. I think he's got to the point where he knows that no one can understand him unless he pegs it down a bit. Have you been surprised at his development this year? I mean, he, he looks like a, a natural AFL footballer out there now. Yeah, he does. Um, I have been shocked. Uh, the first sort of few games he played this season, he sort of he got run down, made a few poor decisions, but 
as the weeks progressed, he's just got better and better, and he's become really important for us. Um, him and oh, Andy McGrath as well are probably the two that drive the most off the off the off the back line, so they're very important. Just on Andy McGrath, you played with Dyson in his first year. He won the Rising Star as a halfback. Is his influence this year been as significant as Dyson's first year? Ah, I think so. Yeah, I I actually compared the two of them just recently, saying that they both come into the, they both came into the system and had a massive impact straight away. Just the, the calmness and level-headedness of the two of them, and especially Andy this year, the way he uses the ball, the way he runs and creates, and then in, in the same token, the way he defends their best small forward, he's, uh, he's a complete package. Mm. He's probably played more of a defensive, whereas Dyson as half-back was very offensive yeah, true, and yeah. would set yeah, up. Yeah. The balance or the need for, the, for Andy McGrath to have balance, because as you said... His shutdown role. He's played as a good player. He's played on many of the best small forwards and really shut them down. It's been a super yeah. year. And be happy Hooks, he's doing well up forward, so you don't have to go back then? Yeah, I'm happy down back. Uh, well, uh, hopefully this trade period we can get a nice big centre forward. There you go, Scotty. There's one for you. Yeah, that's and it. And then big Hooks, he can uh, come back and yeah. play centre half-back. You're missing him down there, eh? I'm missing him. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he's, some of the footy played down back has been outstanding, yeah. but... He's been so important for us up forward this year. I think he's really not been underrated, 40. hasn't he? Yeah, he's kicked 40 goals. So. Yeah. 40 plus goals yeah. as a key forward and mm. almost the secondary key forward to Joey. You've got 100 goals out of your two keys. You can't say the forward line hasn't worked well with him down there. And people mm. often look at the negatives, whether that's his goal kicking or his disposal. Yeah. They're not looking at the, the five or six contested marks he's taking in game and the, just the help that he's giving Joe. So I think he's had an awesome year. How come you didn't enjoy playing forward as much as you do back? Uh, probably because I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I think um, just didn't really read the game as well as I do down back. Uh, played majority of my junior footy as a defender and yeah. I sort of see the game a bit differently. I like the game in front of me. Yeah. Um, I was a bit of a bull at a gate in the forward half. Just tried to go quick and crash packs and sort of to my detriment, I sort of broke down a fair bit. So I think the game sort of slowed down for me a bit as I went into the back half, and so I'm glad I have. What about Aaron Francis? The fans are fascinated by Aaron Francis, and it's a shame he hasn't played a bit more senior footy. But I was surprised he didn't make the three-two-one votes. Thought he might have no, a vote no, in it. <laughs> question without notice. I was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but how, how good can he be? I mean, the, the small sample size is pretty impressive at, at senior level, even. Yeah, he's um, he's obviously got a lot of talent. Um, the way he marks the ball, he's the one that reads the play extremely well. Um, I think going forward he can play that sort of third tall defender and be really, really good for us and just chopping off and getting in the way. But um, yeah, like any young player, he's got things that he needs to work on and knowing Aaron, I think he'll put his head down, work really hard and hopefully we can see a lot of senior footy uh, in the coming years. Big T-Bell's been important, hasn't he? I mean, A, he's had a really good run where he's been able to play some football consistently, but uh, be the, his competitiveness around the footy has been super, hasn't it? It's been uh, some of his best form that we've seen in his career. Yeah, I think so. Mm. And that's coming off uh, a limited pre-season yeah. as well. So hopefully if we can get a strong summer into Tommy for once, that uh, you never know what he could do. Um, he's such an imposing figure mm. in the middle of the ground and the way that he sort of looks after his mids. And, and even I think his ruck work slightly underrated as well. He's, our uh, contested ball and our clearance stuff has really improved since he's been in there. You mentioned uh, the fridge before, Josh Begley. I mean, he's clearly physically ready to play AFL, and it's only a very small sample size, but he seemed to pick up the pace of the game pretty quickly as well. Yeah, he's, uh, he's had an outstanding year. Um, his form in the VFL has been extremely consistent for such a young player, and yeah, as we saw on the weekend, he can have a real impact uh, quickly. So he'll just get better and better, I think, with that uh, sort of match fitness and learning the speed of the game and 
exciting things to come for Fridge. What do you expect from Fremantle this week? I mean, they've been embarrassed two weeks in a row. I mean, you'd expect some sort of response this week, wouldn't you? Particularly given they've only got one more game for the year. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you often see uh, you see sides later in the piece that sort of try and ruin seasons for other teams. Yeah. So I think that'll yeah. be sort of their uh, their go-to for this weekend. But um, yeah, as I said before, we'll focus a lot on what we need to do this weekend to get the job done. And the start. I mean... They, they'll, be, they'll be resistance, yeah, correct. but if you can get off to a good start, oh, I think that's the, the critical aspect of this week's game. The finals is always special, but you're asking about it in a press conference earlier. Would it mean a bit more this year, given everything yourself, the other 12 players, the club has been through just to make a final this year? Um, yeah, I feel like there's a few little sort of things that would add to it. Um, obviously, mm. Cal and Joe retiring, um, what happened last year, and and things like that, they'll add to the, the feeling of finals. But um, at the end of the day, it's finals footy. It's where you want to be. Um, I've only played sort of a couple of finals in my in my career, and they haven't been haven't been good to watch. So for us, it's a real uh, real carrot if we can get through this week and, and play some finals. That'd be huge. Well, I guess the fact is, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen this weekend. But the two likely opponents appear to be Sydney mm. and Port Adelaide, and both the games against those two this year were pretty strong. Yeah, so we've had some good recent form. Um, we're able to get over Port down here um, and sort of the Sydney game we were talking about the Sydney game a lot this year but probably should have won that one yeah. so, yep. so I think yeah you take, we'll take great confidence of, uh, going in and playing those two the Bombers form actually against top 8 yeah. teams is very strong hmm. well Mick thanks for joining so we hope to see you out there on Sunday but if not uh, certainly fingers crossed uh, in the first week I've got to ask you about the Bomber beer too are you a, are you a beer drinker? I do uh, I do like beer so uh, down at the obviously the Colonial Brewery with the new uh, Bombers beer yeah. look at that lovely draft beer so I might have to sample a few of these in the uh, coming off how many did you have overseas last year conservatively uh, I had a couple a couple not too many <laughs> a few hops got caught in the beer yeah that's right no. yeah. yeah exactly well Mick thanks for joining us and uh, as I say I hope to see you there Sunday if not in the first week of the finals Beautiful. Scotty thanks, we'll see you next week hopefully yeah. talking about an upcoming finals campaign we expect to be. Yeah, we expect to be. And Bomber fans, uh, make sure you get your Bomber beard. Log on to the Colonial Brewing website. Another big crowd on Sunday. Essendon versus Fremantle. And possibly the last chance to, uh, in Melbourne to say goodbye yes. to Joe Watson and James Kelly. Let's well, make the, the grand la- final. the last chance for a game in Victoria. In a home and away game. the grand final day. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, Bomber fans, enjoy Sunday. And we'll see you next week on the footy panel.